Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Lena. And we love Healing Children. In fact, we're the co-owners and founders of Healing Children, LLC. And this is our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing, where we get real about what children need emotionally and how best to support them. We skip the fluff and get right to the heart of it. wanted to talk about the teacher shortage. And the reason we want to talk about this is because we're seeing all over the news, um, podcasts, blogs, people writing all about it. And then we look at who's writing it. It is not even people who are in the educational system. Yeah. And so a lot of times they talk about the statistics and they kind of think they know why, but they really don't know why. Well, they're not living it. They're not living. They're not living it day in and day out. No. And so I, I think that's why we want to take it on because we are living it. We're living it. We've watched it. We've been in the educational field for over 25 years each. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still in it. And we're still in it. Yeah. We're watching what's happening. We talk to educators from all over. We work with educators from all over. We're friends with educators. So we talk to them. Right. And so a lot of times what people want to say is because of the pay. Right. right? So maybe yeah. we tackle that first. The pay in education has always sucked. It's terrible. The beginning salary in the district that I work in uh-huh. is forty eight thousand dollars with the master's, master's degree. degree, and if you look at the average, it's eighty thousand dollars with a master's degree in other professions. Yes. So we looked that up before to be like, what do other people make? So the pay is bad. Yeah. But we know that most educators know that going in. Yeah. So yes, it would be great to have better pay that matches other people's degrees because educators naturally are probably some of the most educated people. Because mm-hmm. you know, they're most a lot of educators have their masters and doctorates because of all the education that's required mm-hmm. to keep your license. Right, right. So, yes, pay sucks, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the primary reason. Because if that was, people would have had a shortage years ago. Years ago, the pay is better now than it's ever been. Well, I think for for me, like, and I started as a school counselor in 1999, and I think for me, what really made the job difficult is when I didn't feel like I had support Uh from either my administrator or I had parents blaming me for things that I didn't even do. Yeah. And then I didn't have anyone sticking up for me. And I thought, okay, I'm only made at that time. I only made Uh $28,000 and I have with a master's degree. And I have a principal that wasn't supporting me parents lying about what I'm saying. And, And I remember thinking, why am I doing this? Well, and you're not, you're not prepared for that. Like nowhere no. in our education did it say that you're going to get kind of shamed right, and kind of beat up mm-hmm. because you're going to upset people because you're dealing with so many different people. Well, you're dealing with the whole population, which mm-hmm. means not everyone's going to like you. No. Number one, that's going to be an issue. And people have a different agenda. Yes. Some people don't want their child to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do. Um, some people may be kind of manipulative so that you don't hold their child or, or you can have team members like other teachers you're working with that see things differently too. Like yeah. it can come from all over the place. Yeah. Well, other professions too, like even, you know, my dad was in the medical field. If somebody was abusive to him, he didn't have to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. So he could say, no, we don't get that privilege in public ed. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no. You no. can come beat me up and abuse me and I still have to work with you. That's right. Whether you're the parent, the child, the, uh, the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. we, so the thing that we're hearing from like teachers and educators, the, the discouragement that they feel is 
one, we have lowered expectations for everybody. Yeah. And we've lowered them academically mm -hmm. and behaviorally. Yeah. So we now have systems in place academically where, you know, we don't even give grades or you can do it over and over again, which means the teachers have to give the assignment over and over again. And grade it over and, and over again. And grade it over and over again. Or they have to give the um, test multiple times mm -hmm. because they can take it as many times as they want. Or there's no due dates, so the kids can turn it in any time. And so then all of a sudden, at the end of a quarter or end of a semester, mm -hmm. the teachers get a pile of work that they have to go through and, yeah. and correct. So that lowered expectation is impacting teachers, but then also behavioral expectations are lowered. Well, and, and accountability is almost like a dirty word yes. anymore. And as you and I know, and as we teach in all of our classes, you have to have accountability to mature appropriately. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, is let's say a teacher has a kid who's out of control in the classroom. Maybe they refuse to do their work. Um, and sometimes we have kids who are explosive they're throwing desks and chairs or flipping teachers off or they're mean to the other kids. That can also be an issue. And maybe they send the, the kid to the principal's office, mm -hmm. right? And generally what it used to be is you send the kid to the principal's office and they would deal with the discipline. Yeah, there was some kind of discipline. There was some kind of a discipline and it, that looked different with different principals. Mm -hmm. But what's, what's happening in some schools, not all the time, but sometimes is the kid, the principal takes the kid on their motorcycle to McDonald's. Yes. Or, or they're giving candy. candy. Or a toy. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going outside and playing games with them. Yeah. Which totally undermines the teacher and the discipline that needs to yeah. happen. It makes the teacher feel like. Well, it, it, it's, yeah. When you're being you undermined. Beat up, go ahead and like beat up the teacher and then we're going to go do these fun things with you. Yes. Yes. And we're not gonna we're not gonna hold you to the standard that you should be held to to do the work. The whole the whole point and purpose of school, I think we've kind of forgotten that a little, is for kids to develop skills. Yes, they're developing academic skills, they're developing um, you know work habit skills, and they're developing social skills. Yes, all those things are really important for maturity. And if we're not holding them to it, then they're not going to develop those skills. No. And I, I think that um, teachers love, most teachers yeah. who are in their job love to watch kids improve. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what a, they want. That's why most teachers went into it. They love kids. They love to see the improvement. They love to see the learning and the maturity. But maturity doesn't happen without accountability. But when that isn't happening. Yeah. So I am taking half the pay, uh -huh. right? Half the pay. I'm having kids be really abusive uh -huh. to be in my classroom. I'm having no support. Yes. I am constantly having curriculum dumped on me. So for, yeah. So with, from different guidelines come mm -hmm. down, well, this reading curriculum is not working. Let's give you a new one right. and a new one and a new one and a new one. Yes. And so every year they have to learn new reading, writing and math curriculum, which is a ton of work. Oh yeah. You have to learn it before you teach it. Before you teach it. And you have to develop a lesson. And I, then when yeah. I do hold the kids accountable, I am yelled at or shamed or told that I'm not compassionate or not understanding. Yeah. 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 And so it's discouraging or when kids purposely break the rules, because I think what I'm seeing just kind of across the board in society, there's rules and people uh -huh. say they agree to those rules, yeah. but then they really don't want to follow them. And then they break them and get in trouble. And they're mad that they got in trouble. Right. And then, and, and then, then it's almost you? like the person holding them account. It's almost like their fault. Yeah. It's your <laughs> fault. You're the your evil fault person. that you, that I am in trouble. So why would 
I mean, if you think about it, like here you want to make all this difference. And I even had teachers who feel like they have PTSD from kids because yeah. they never know when they're going to blow up. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of shamed if they're if they set healthy boundaries and they're like, I can't have a child blowing up in my classroom. It's not safe for me. It's not safe for yeah. the other kids. Well, they're shamed for for expressing those concerns. Right. And why would I go into this profession? Well, when you, when we talk about it this way, it's like who in their right mind staying in it? Like <laughs> other than the fact that kids are really fun, right? And yes. most parents we work with are great. Yeah. 99% of the parents are great. Right. A good huge portion of the teachers are great. Like every profession you're going to have. Well, and when you have a strong leader, right? Mm-hmm. You have a strong administrator. Mm-hmm. When schools have strong administrators, those teachers don't leave. Yes. They stay. That is what's interesting. When there's a strong administrator that backs the teacher that has consistent expectations mm-hmm. and boundaries, mm-hmm. follows through, those schools don't have a lot of turnover in staff. Well, what I see with the kids, because I've been at my school for 23 years and, you know, my school has some poverty and what I see, um, and some behavior stuff with mm-hmm. it, um, everybody does better because I think it creates this stable situation. So if I have students who have kind of an unstable home life, yeah, right, things are a little bit chaotic. The school is not. School mm-hmm. is consistent. That I've known the teachers for years because the teachers mm-hmm. have not moved. So I know what the fourth grade teachers like the fifth grade, the sixth grade, the counselor myself has been there forever they kind of get stable too because they and among everything is consistent everything and it's and i know that you're actually if i behave this way this is how you're going to respond right yeah there's not that inconsistent pattern it creates safety so when you have insecurities yes where you have mass exoduses like half the teachers leaving you need to be looking at why you need to be looking at why you need to be looking at your leaders yeah we do. And, and I think it's also helping society understand what's going on. Yes. Because I, I think for me, I get really frustrated when I hear people talking about this and shaming educators when mm-hmm. they haven't worked in it. They have no idea the pressures. It's like the pressure of getting 25 to 30 kids or to more. listen to instruction, to learn how to read and write is massive. It's, it's a massive responsibility. Mm-hmm. We want good people in it. We want people who are passionate because really people who go into education lots of times know the pay is bad. They know that, mm-hmm. but they love kids. They love kids. They love to teach. They love to right. watch the learning. And, and we need them in education, but those are going to be the first ones that leave the good ones. Oh yeah. Because, because why, why do it? Yeah. When you have a person who has a degree in marketing, who's making maybe $100,000 to $200,000 a year, who has way less education and way less experience, and educators only making $48,000 to start, and they're being treated poorly, mm-hmm. who would stay? Yeah. And I guess the question I have for people who reported on this, would you be in it? Like, why aren't you in education? Yeah. We're going to shame the teachers and other people for not right. doing what they need to do, but you're not working. But it. I don't want to be in it either. And when you have a healthy leader, mm-hmm. when you have consistency across the school team where everybody's on the same page, right? where they really understand what children need so that we can put things in place so children can grow and mature. Because when children are growing, maturing, guess what? Now I can teach. Mm-hmm. And then you can learn. And that's why you actually come to school. Yeah. And so when you put those things in place, then your environment starts to heal. Yeah. And it does take consistency. It does take courage. If you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can go to our website at www.healingchildrenllc.org. On our website, you can read more about who we are. 
you can look at our online trainings. You can also look at our blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in a variety of ways, such as liking us or following us on social media. You can even hire us to come in. Or you could email us or call us. Exactly. Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area. Yes, so let the healing begin. Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing is sponsored by Healing Children, LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals, which gives us a unique perspective on working with children both in and out of the school setting who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, we believe that children are more likely to grow and prosper. When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, they can better create healing environments for children. To learn more about us and what we have to offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.